welcome back to the I Don't Know Running podcast where we share our experiences that make running fun and sometimes not so fun. I'm Lewis and I'm a self-admitted lazy, lazy ultra runner. And I'm Mitch. I'm just lazy today. Just today. You did not get out. Not yet. Not yet. You're going to get out this afternoon? I. That's my plan. I've run like, I don't know, 16 or 17 days in a row. I, I wanted to get a long run in. My plan was to get up because we're, we're here early was to get up at like my normal time and I think I just needed the rest because I'm still tired. And you're still running all your mid or your during the week runs yeah. at 430 or whatever. 445. 445. And that was my plan this morning and then we're watching. Do they team. do they run it? Do they all congregate at 445 on the weekend too? No. no. Okay. So Usually weekends I, you're on your own. I sleep in a little bit on the but weekend. But do they? Too. The rest yeah, of the group? Typically they sleep they? in. Yeah. We don't we don't run together on the weekends typically. Gotcha. Everybody's I, on their own. I asked Rob if he wanted to get up early this morning. I'm glad he said that he had plans <laughs> because we were watching a TV show last night with a family, and I'm like, I don't think I'm going to get up that early. I think I'm going to try to go for a noon run. Yeah. Um, I'm beat. I'm After still the tired. recording today, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, on the way here, I'm thinking, should I stop and get coffee? And then, no, Lewis has coffee, and he's been buying good coffee, and then he we got we We got... It, it's not our fault, though. I, I I explain this, but so we've been we we I I mean I enjoy a good coffee. Like don't get me wrong. Like I like I said before, I recognize the difference in coffees. We ordered from Meyer, and if you're not in the Midwest area, you may not know what a Meyer is, but it's a base basically like a Walmart. Uh, we we ordered it for pickup, and. Nicole, my wife, said, hey, can you grab the groceries from Meyer?" I said, sure, I'll go there. Well, they had they had asked her if they wanted to substitute the whatever, McCafe coffee that she had ordered, and she said no. I said, okay, well, I go pick up, or she said, okay, no, and they said, okay. And I went and I picked up the groceries, got back home, and uh, she said, what is this? And pulled out this giant thing of Maxwell House coffee. Yep. So you know, they, they I, messed up. And I'm, and I'm so tired right now, I don't know if I can tell the difference. So <laughs> I noticed I gave you the me. first cup. Yeah, I, I think that it was like my taste buds are dead already. So it's like, it's yeah. fine. So, yeah, it's not the, the greatest coffee this morning, but, hey, it's it's black and it's got caffeine. Yeah, and I need it. apparently that's what you need. Mm -hmm. So I, I just figured you were you you weren't ready to fall down on the ice, so that's maybe why you didn't get out this morning. <laughs> I walked out this morning, and I did think that I'm like, you know, I I can probably handle it a little bit better in the in the daylight. Maybe it'll melt a little bit as I'm running because yeah. it was a mess as I was leaving work yesterday. Like driving yes. home, yeah, it was even in my truck. It was pretty chunky, and people were going pretty slow. Yeah, I hit a spot on the highway coming home yesterday, and I was like, whoa, that's. I think it could be slippery. In oh, spots. it was bad, and yeah. it was like coming back from Holland too. It was all over the place. Like uh, yeah. it was, it was throwing my truck around a little bit, even at like forty. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, we're not here to just discuss coffee and driving and weather. Uh, oh, we'll come back to coffee. We'll come back to coffee. I'll complain about it again. <laughs> we are here to talk with our guest today, uh, a friend of mine. Um, who I met, I don't know, a few years ago at church, and uh, it, he got into, we actually, well, well, let's introduce Jack. Jack, welcome to the uh, podcast. Yeah, thanks. 
got to know Jack, uh, like I said, through uh, church and running, kind of, because he, he's, you've ran, uh, come to find out, I didn't know this until we talked this week, the, the New York Marathon. Yes. Uh, I, I, how long ago was that? 2010, I think. 2010. Yeah. Okay. So you'd ran that well before we had chit-chatted, but so you had an interest in running. You've, mm-hmm. you've kind of had an interest in a few different things, which we'll get into. Sure. Uh, but let's just start with that. Let's just start with what got you into endurance sports, endurance uh, running, uh, long-distance running, all of that. What, what kind of got you started in that uh, endeavor? Yeah, sure. It's funny because I've it's I think it's a little similar to some of the past guests when I listen to their stories. I had a friend who at work, maybe 13, 14 years ago, said, Hey, I'm gonna run this 5K. Do you want to run it with me? I was like, No way. You know, I can't do that. And uh he's like, Sure you can. And so I I trained for it, ran it, it felt hard, but did it. And then that same friend came back around in six months and was like, hey, so I'm going to train to run the New York Marathon. Do you want to run it? Uh, he was part of a nonprofit. So they they were raising money. It was a good cause. And he's like, you yeah. got to raise money to do it. But uh, And I said, no way. Like, there's no way. And 5K to marathon, yeah. No way, yeah. <laughs> I think that's uh, that's normal for That's Mitch. fine. <laughs> I don't see any problem with that at all. It's usually Mitch's next. So when you're friends with Mitch, that's his next step is, oh, you did a 5K. Well, hey, yeah. come join us and do this marathon. Yeah, don't do anything in between. That's just silly. <laughs> that's a waste of your time. Slow build. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, so yeah, he, like, there was the, I think it's the Hal Higdon plan he shows me, and I was looking at those miles like, well, no way. And I just signed up for it and just, just was like, fine, let's just do it. Let's see how it goes. Uh, and it's funny. You look at each week of the miles and you, you're running. I mean, you look eight weeks ahead in the plan and you're like, there's no way. Yeah. Gonna, and then, but you kind of, well, I did it last week and I did that many miles so I can do it this week. And Right, right. I remember similarly, like when I trained for my first, whatever, I don't maybe it was a half marathon or marathon. I remember a lot of every week I would just say it's only one more mile on that long run. You just tell yourself it's only one mile. I know. See, for me going back every time I added, it was like, Oh my gosh. So you'd hit that point that you had already run and then you, you do another mile and you're like, Oh my gosh, I've never run that far in my life. Yeah. So I just remember that feeling. I thought that was just, that was the addicting part for me. I do remember that. On the on the back end, I just remember on the front end going, "Hey, I can get it's only one more mile." I would I would tell myself I can run a mile, so it didn't yeah. matter what what I was adding that mile after, because I I had to get myself through it. So I'm I'm sitting there trying to figure out a way. All right, I've done seven. How do I do eight? Well, that's only one more mile, and a mile is nothing. You know, it's like you, ten minutes. Or yeah, like, it's like no big deal, like, right? You'll, you'll get there. Yeah, but while you're in it, you know, and you're yeah. in misery. Yeah, your legs are sore. Yeah. If you're not doing well, you're like, oh my gosh, I don't yeah. think I can handle this. I would always, I just remember getting myself to that point and going, all right, I have a mile left. I, what's funny too is thinking back, it was such a low tech experience. Like, oh, in 2010. I yeah, I didn't have a watch. I just ran. <laughs> you know, That's like, funny. Yeah. I mean, at one point, I remember it was, this was in Atlanta. They had this trail called the Silver Comet. It runs from just outside Atlanta to almost Alabama. And so you can get as much distance as you want on this thing. And 
I didn't even have the foresight to like stash water. It was like you would go, you would run. I think. Oh my! <laughs> and goodness. just learned all those lessons the hard way. So and- you didn't even. Uh, so what did you did you just carry like a water bottle with you? I don't think I took any oh my liquid until 13, 14, 15 mile runs. And then a friend, I was, you know, telling someone, they're like, what are you doing? <laughs> you need to get the belt, <laughs> you know, get the bottles. Uh, okay. So it was like all the mistakes. You so know? you did end up getting something yeah. to, okay. Yeah, eventually. Say, Holy smokes. That's a difference too. When I first started running, we used to plant water. Yeah. Never yeah. thought about carrying it. Yeah. And now I would never think about planting it unless I'm going that far that I'll have to refill totally. what I'm carrying it with. Totally. Yeah, I can't imagine. I mean, for the investment, it's nothing, you know, uh, to buy yourself something. And you can carry a lot of water in those things. Oh, my goodness, yeah. Oh, it's wild. They've come a long ways. I remember doing on that particular training plan, too, we had a trip planned to South Carolina. And so the 18-miler the in the plan was basically like run around Hilton Head Island, like the whole thing. Oh, <laughs> so wow. That's just cool. ended up being... that, I find that stuff fun. Like yeah. I used to love the point. Adventure. Yeah, the adventure yeah. runs. I love that stuff. Like, cause you, you're totally. seeing something you haven't seen before. Yeah, yeah. It was a struggle bus. I mean, like I remember I, I didn't take enough water. It was warmer than I thought. At one point I had to wander into a fire station and like refill. And but when you're so in Atlanta, smoked. how is it warmer than you thought? I mean, aren't you always like warm? It's so humid. It's uh, like it could yeah. be like seventy three, but you're just. We have days like that here. Yeah, you know where you yeah. get up and you're like, dang, it's thick. You yeah. know, you just sweat more than you think. You get smoked. There's more sun than you realized, and so you run well in the sun. I don't run as well. I used to ru- run well in the sun. Yeah, Man, cold is better I, for me. I don't know if ever since. I think I've said this before. I think ever since Western states. 2017 i do not handle heat or the sun nearly as well as i used to interesting why would you say i I don't know i don't know that was a ridiculous race though because you had everything you started post holing in snow and mud and then going through the valley and the heat and the dust where it was burnt out and then it was just a i do know uh you when you've experienced a major heat exhaustion of some kind, you it, mm. you naturally your body will not handle it as well going forward. And so I don't know if I had a major, which I'm sure most people in that race would have experienced heat exhaustion, yeah, to some level. And I don't know if I just experienced it at a level that no longer no longer allows me to run in the heat like I used to, or I just haven't had a couple of good years. You know, I I don't know what it is, but. I do know that ever since then, I, I have not handled, because I, I am one of those that I, I embrace running in the heat. Yeah. Heat and humidity make me suffer in it. I love it because I hate running in the cold. <laughs> you don't like the cold. Uh-uh, I kind of prefer it. It's weird. <laughs> no way. Give me give me a 98-degree day with, with humidity, bright sun on Good me. Good for you. I don't even care. I love <laughs> I it. I embrace I- it. I think I teased you about this last year, but I'm, you know, again, I brought this up recently, but I am ready to buy a treadmill. I'm so sick of uh, that is hilarious. Of that part, the, 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 the no, the the cold. I just cold. Yeah. Well, as I get older, too. As I get older, I can't handle it. Like I, my hands. I bought hand warmers this year because my hands are getting too cold. It's ridiculous. Hey, well, I, I mean, I don't know. Hand warmers are just a thing in Michigan, right? They, I've never used them up well, until this year. But I've the, never used them. I mean, but we've, 
Look at your wife is a perfect example of people are just different. How she runs with no gloves or whatever sometimes blows my mind because my hands are freezing. Yeah. And she's just like, yeah, no, it's nice. Yeah, she stuffs them up in her coat though. Oh my goodness. Mine are are froze. They're literally like, I think I need to get out of this cold because I'm going to lose fingers. (laughs) So, So I probably, I bet I run a good minute and a half faster per mile. In, in the, the cold. cold. Oh, yeah. I, yes. I would agree with that. Yeah, I burn out slower. I would agree like I because stamina. it's better It's better for your running. I'm saying in the snow and ice because you can't run fast. You're slipping. You're, so you, yeah, that's, you're trudging at that point. Yeah, there's a, there's a fine line. When, it, when, it's, when it's 32. You're hauling. You're hauling. Or well, 32, to, 32 to like, let's say 50. Yeah. You're fine. And I want to distinguish like cold versus icy. Like, yeah. cold, like cold and clear, great. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, like totally. When it's sheets out there, you know, yeah. and you're now you got to slow it down. Every and, step is. Eh. And the crunch, like it can, I've had it before where you've run longer and it's been kind of crunchy or whatever, and then your feet hurt later because it was oh, like yeah. the terrain was all over the place. Yes. Or, yeah. yeah. It's not like a trail sure. where it's. No, soft. it's actually smoother on a trail then. Yeah. yeah. Than it is on. It's it's funny. I know it's that time of year, but I was surprised by the snow yesterday. Like I'm looking out at work, we have these big windows. I'm like, it's really snowing. I thought we we're gonna have a mild week. That's yeah. what I thought too. And yeah. then I'm like, yeah. I'm driving home. I'm like, and I got to slow down. <laughs> yeah, I got to slow down. But I'm thinking like, my run tomorrow is gonna suck. <laughs> it's funny because Nicole texted me at the same time. Well, not the same time, but yesterday, sometime, and she said uh, it's snowing or something like that. And I went, wait, what? I looked outside at where I was at and, and, and at work. She's, I'm like, no, it's not. And I realized, I'm like, oh, my goodness, we're like almost midway through December. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've had a really easy We had beginning. one dump. Yeah. Where, you know, I had one run where we were basically post-holing in the snow. Yeah. But that's really, it. And it's that was been a, a mile. And, and, it, and it melted within a week, and then we get hit yesterday. And, and, and it wasn't much. It was a couple inches. And in Holland, it's crazy like yeah when I was leaving, yeah but i think a lot of it's melted because we had we had a good couple inches yesterday when i got home and i went out to just dust off the driveway and the walkway because you guys were showing up this morning and I went, oh my gosh it's almost all gone there's a, like hardly anything melted. to yeah yeah to shovel well we didn't just ask jack here to talk about weather and and uh his new york marathon we asked jack here because you recently trained for you recently trained for an ultra and ran an ultra, but you did not run the ultra you intended to run. Right. Uh, Jack reached out, I don't know, like uh, about a year ago, we started chit-chatting a little bit, and you are like, hey, I, I'm really thinking I wanted to go further than a marathon. And I said, awesome. I said, yeah, that's exciting. Should- I always love talking to people about that. You should do a hundred right away. Go from <laughs> yeah, just, just yeah. Go right Get to the, the full experience. Yeah. You go five k marathon hundred. <laughs> That'd be epic. <laughs> uh, so we started chit chatting, and through the course of the discussion and like your training, you were uh, realizing things. You were you were uh, learning things, and so I actually wanted to do this podcast probably about a month and a half ago. Sure. Uh, just didn't work out, schedules and whatnot. But uh, because as you went through the process, and we'll get into that a little bit, you you uh, learned a lot, but you also realized uh, 
Well, well, we'll get into it. Basically, you trained for the Heritage, uh, Heritage Trail 50K. Right. Or Heritage 50K Trail Run or Half Marathon, which is over in like, Ann Arborish area, Detroit. Yeah, it's like middle of the state. Oh, middle of the state. Okay, it's about. I think it's like two hours away. Okay, but yeah, it's close to Ann Arbor. Gotcha. Okay, uh, and and that is in October, late October. Yeah, it was October twenty third. Okay, and you got about a month out uh, from that, and you were nearing the peak of your training. Yep. And you said, "Man, this is a lot." I am just do it now. (laughs) (laughs) So you ended up running your own 50 K. Yep. Uh, you, 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 uh, said to heck with the race. Yep. Did Um, you sign up for the race already too? Oh yeah. So you paid for it. They got the money. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't get the swag. (laughs) Didn't get the swag. Didn't Didn't get get the the whatever they gave out. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't get it. Well, I just, but what's funny is that see, you know how life goes in seasons and, uh, so, oh yeah. So we've got three kids and they're eight, six, four, uh, kind of earlier stage of life there, but it was an intersection of, we were moving, uh, oh we, my gosh, we moved twice, right. we sold our house and we moved and then we moved, we rented a place while we were waiting and then we moved again. It was in the middle of all that. Uh, my work situation has changed a lot in the last 18 months. Yep. And so now I'm in a different setup and it, it goes in peaks and valleys. I'm still figuring that out, but I uh, was in one of those peak seasons. And then at church, we were prepping to record an album. Yeah. And so, uh, and what that meant was basically my role in that is you don't, I don't get to redo my parts if I make mistakes in it. So you, you have to do it right the first time. Yep. Uh, and then on top of that was this, the 50K. And then just kind of what works for our family is like from a running schedule standpoint, it's best if I'm not gone for long runs on weekends. It just doesn't fit with schedules and kind of right. what we want to do yeah. with our kids and just in this season at least. So uh, so it's a lot of early mornings. Very so, early mornings. Yeah. And that's that's difficult when like you're training. starts. Oh, my goodness. What, 4 a.m., did you say? Yeah, I mean, I would set the alarm for 4. I mean, if you're going out and you're running, you know, 20 or 23 or like three or four hours yeah exactly you're like i and i gotta be to work i can cheat work a little bit i can get there at 9 30 9 45 because you're a business owner yeah i owned a business i sold it and now yep. i'm a partner in a bigger business and, right uh but i mean my responsibilities have changed and they're more focused but they're, they haven't oh, le- yeah. they haven't lessened and so like but that uh yeah you're just you're just like you have to get up early and go so I, yeah, at some point I remember running one morning. It wasn't even a long run. It was like an eight miler, and I ran the first two miles of it. We were in the rental house. I run this down Ottawa Beach Road, which you guys probably know where that is, mm-hmm. but just two miles down that thing to like the fairgrounds. I had my. It was hot. I had my backpack on. Maybe I was intending to run eleven. I had the bag because I was going to take water, and I got two and a half miles into this thing, and I literally just sat down. And napped for like twenty minutes on the <laughs> oh side. Oh my goodness! Because I was so tired. <laughs> oh my gosh! And I, I had had these thoughts for the last three weeks. Like I just want to run this earlier. I know I can do it. I just want to do it sooner. And wow! We, we talk about lessons you learn. Maybe I should have ramped slower. Like waited well, and ramped. Or I don't know. I think that I think the training plan you did was fine for some people on a normal schedule. But when you talk about the 
all the other peripherals coming in, right? All the other different extracurricular things that you have going on. Uh, sure. Uh, the work. Number one, being uh, a business owner and going through the transition that you did with the business. Sure. Selling your house, moving into a rental. Uh, that alone is a lot to handle. Uh, and then training for, let's say, whatever, a half marathon or something. Again, we talked about that too, like with uh, training for, uh, an, an example would be like training for a half Ironman is way, way different than training for a full Ironman. For, for me, I think the kids are the big outlier. That because too. Yeah. I think that's like, I think that you can work around a lot of the other stuff, but that's yeah. not things that you can just put off. Because I forget about that. Like when we talk about- when they like, younger. Yeah, I yeah. don't. I mean, I've been doing this since my kids were young, yeah. but um, I wasn't moving. I wasn't trying to start a new business or, you know, change all that stuff and do all that. But it's kind of what we do. That's part of our lifestyle. Like we just run. So that's yeah. what I, that's my, that's my release. That's my, but when you're trying to juggle all these other things and we have a friend that runs with us at same age as us, but he's got younger kids. Okay. And I forget like. I could, like at this point, my youngest is seventeen. I can do whatever I want, but I forget about that when he says, "Well, I got to get home." And it's like you're the same age as I am. Totally. Oh, you started your family a lot later That's than it. I did. Yeah. So we're just in two different stages. So I always have to remember that with him. Like, oh man, like you can't yeah. just take off. Oh yeah, yeah. I can. Yeah. It's almost like you can juggle. You can juggle three things really easily. Right. But when but, you start ju- trying to juggle five, right. I mean, something's got to give. And, and kids, you just cannot. Right. I, it's too, yeah, they're too important. And yeah. I, I've heard from so many dads who've done it the way they wanted. And then the, those who have small regrets or those who have big regrets that are like, I'm not missing soccer games or I'm not missing Saturdays. And, you know, I mean, I, I'll have the rest of my life if I you know live that long. <laughs> I'll have my life to do fun things. But, yeah, it's a quick window. Well, when the kids start, like, my youngest has got practice and stuff like that. So yeah. she's off and busy and yeah. doing all that stuff. So it's like, I got this time. It's I, not. It sounds awesome. Yeah. Like, I mean, not that I want to rush to that phase, but. Right. I, yeah. I, I do see that with a number of my friends that are, they, their youngest are teens and starting to drive and schedules open back and up. And it happens fast. Oh, yes, it, it happen- does. I mean, it's it's a blink of an eye. I, I, I think back to when our kids were young. Yeah, and I look at where they're at now, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, this is crazy." Yeah, you, Twenty years. Your like, youngest is how old? Twenty six. Yeah, so. and you have grandkids, and we have grandkids. Yeah, yeah. And it just happens in the blink of an eye, and even the grandkids things. I look at that even, and, and just think, "Oh my gosh, they're so old now." You know. Yeah. Uh, but let's get back to. I do want to jump back. I want to jump back to you started uh, the New York, not the New York Marathon, but you did the New York Marathon. Yep. But you have. Other interests you've you've done a lot of uh, I don't know what you call it hiking mountain climbing or whatever that same friend yeah this guy <laughs> uh, what a friend <laughs> he's a, I, he is he is a friend of a lifetime he is one probably my closest friend uh, great 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 guy but he he has a lot of activities that he's into so he's like hey you would really enjoy alpine climbing um, and so I think you'd probably relate to the area I believe you were just there with the John Muir Trail yeah. I've done a lot of climbing in the Sierras. And oh, so wow. 
But are you rock, rock, rock climbing? climbing? Oh, yeah. I, don't, like, I wouldn't like that. I'm too afraid of heights. Well, same. I was like, no way. And he, so he takes me to a climbing gym. I was terrified. I'm all gripped, gripped, like, like pumped out your arms. And he starts, ex- he's a very, very good teacher. So he starts explaining little things. And it unlocks like, oh, you just move differently. Or it's more about how your body moves. It's not about being strong. And so it makes it different and fun. And then he's like, hey, if you if you get to this grade of difficulty of climbing in the gym, I'll take you outside. We'll go climb a mountain. So I did. And so he took me to uh, Yosemite. We climbed this thing called Cathedral Peak. It's like an 11,000-foot spire. And it's easy climbing. It's like a – it's a – doesn't it's sound sick. easy. No, well, can you can you just walk on a trail up it? Yeah, you hike three and a half miles. To, well, no, you hike. Okay, yeah, you hike <laughs> three, it's not easy. three and a half miles to get to it. It's six pitches, which means nine hundred feet or so of climbing. Uh, it's a difficulty called five six, which is that would be like if I asked you to go out right now and run an eleven minute mile, you'd be like, sure, no problem, oh, okay. like pretty easy, like not hard climbing and. Uh, so it's scary in some ways, but it's technically easy. And so it's six pitches to the summit. The summit is about the size of this table. Like oh, wow. It's wild. It's are, you, are you having to like clamp on to stuff? Yeah, you climb. Okay. Yeah, it's like a system that you climb up where you place your own protection in the rock uh, with these things called cams that collapse, go in the rock, expand, and create friction. Okay. And you could drop a car and it would hold. Oh, like wow. they're, they're incredibly strong. So, um, you climb, so we climbed that, and then we climbed uh, – this one is different, actually. We did Mount Russell, which is immediately – it's right next to Mount Whitney, which I believe you were on the top of. Yep. So if you were looking off the steep side of Whitney and looked left, there's a ridge that goes, and Russell is the adjacent mountain. It has two summits. Um, so we went So we went in through the Whitney portal, hiked in, camped, went the next day. It's a third-class ridge, so it's no technical climbing. But it is, it is. What, it, what does that mean? Does that mean you're 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 hiking up it? You're not actually having to clamp in and do all that kind of stuff. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. There's, yeah. So like first and second class is hiking. Third class is a little bit of scrambling. Fourth uh, class is more scrambling, and then you get into fifth class, which is this Yosemite decimal rating system of how they rate difficulty of climbs. So you'll hear gotcha. people say like that's a five six or a five nine and okay. So you must have coming in the Whitney Portal. You must have stayed overnight, camped. We did. Yeah, we stayed that's a boys. long ways. It's it's like a it was a pleasant hike though. It was like six miles or something. But you get to you go past Lower Boy Scout Lake to Upper Boy Scout Lake. You camp there, and then they call it alpine climbing because you have to start early. The Sierras have really good weather, so you don't have to worry about weather. But if you climbed anywhere else afternoon thunderstorms are real so you got to get up and get down before so but you typically do an alpine start which is like 2 3 a.m you get up you put your stuff on you hike two more hours three hours to the base of whatever you're climbing you climb and then ideally you're off the summit by like 10 11 so okay so we try to do that because the weather can change even in yosemite or in Uh, yeah i've had it in the sierras where you get very quickly so We try to get over the passes as early as possible yes. just so that we're not up there when it... Because you don't have a plan B. When no. Up, there is no, like, oops. <laughs> Especially if you're like, trying to get point to point. So oh, you sure. had you had to sure. plan it out. Like, you don't have... We didn't have any time in our schedule to not make it. So we had to always set up that way. No, totally. So so this guy turns me in, it like, gets me tuned into this. It's the I had so much fun with it. It was so good. Um, 
And so that progressed and I've done, I've done lots of those types of things. Like I probably have climbed 15 or so things like that in the Sierras. I've climbed in Red Rocks. I've climbed in Colorado. Uh, I climbed the Teton last summer, um, the Grand Teton in Jackson Hole. Um, and so I just, I love that activity. But to train for that is different. Like you need to train distance. Like if you got in half marathon shape or definitely marathon okay. shape, your legs are good. Um, you need to do a little bit of climbing training. And then we don't have a ton of great climbing gyms here. Ah, uh, yeah. Where we are. So they do uh, have that one in, in Holland now. Yeah, and it's it's okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just the only reason I know about it is an, another guy uh from our church. He he has went there and he just mentioned they opened up maybe three or four or five uh, time flies three years ago, four years ago. It something was, like it's that. been here for a long time and it okay. went out of business and somebody That's what it bought was. it yeah. and kind of okay. revitalized it to the best they could. Okay. And but so, is that like the closest one? Yeah. And it's the, the climbing industry has gone through a big transition. You had a lot of gyms that were like scrapyard here in Holland where they're homemade walls. The walls don't have friction. Uh, meaning you can't like when you, when you climb, you put the shoe on the wall and it sticks Uh, And that, that changes, that is like outside climbing. It's very much like that. Um, But a lot of these old gyms are very slick. It's really tough on your joints to climb in places like that. And it's not as fun. So um, it's, it's the better version of that product, but there's a lot of new commercial gyms that are really, really nice. And so we moved from Atlanta five years ago. We had multiple world-class gyms right in our backyard. So I could go climb at those places and train there. And New business venture. You could open it's up. It's on the list. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> totally. <laughs> it's so, a great winter activity, actually. So uh, out of, yeah. yeah, I could see yeah. that. So yeah. out of my own curiosity, when you yeah. said you went in the Whitney portal, yeah. like I was at the end of my hike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I listened to your episode on it, yeah. So I had a, 99 switchbacks coming off Whitney, and it just felt like it was never going to end. I'm thinking, like, you, if you came in the Whitney portal— yeah. So you had to go up a lot of those switchbacks, but you probably had a cutoff to go to the other. Uh, probably. Yeah. I mean, we. I'm trying to, it, this was 12 years ago. Okay. So I'm, I don't remember it as well. But Because I just remember, like I was, again, it was on the 16th day and yeah. I'm like, okay, I stink. I just have to get off this mountain <laughs> at this point. And it just takes, and you're over the views a little bit. A like, little I'm bit. And you're just trying to, and then it's like you're coming down and it was. Another switchback. And then the. The terrain too, like it, like at least coming off Whitney, it was so rocky and so many huge step downs. I remember, so I'm wondering like where you turned off from that. But I just remember finally getting to where the switchbacks were just trail, and you're okay. kind of hitting these switchbacks. And that part, I was hauling, but up until then, I was just beating the crap out of my body coming down. I'm like, oh my gosh! So I'm- did you when you hiked out? Did you go past this thing called the E ledges? I don't remember any of that. There's a so section of that trail that they they tell you, like, you'll have to navigate it differently. It's technically third class. It, okay. It's kind of exposed. Um, I remember hearing it thinking, oh, that sounds really scary, and then going across it being like, oh, it's not that bad. But but it is distinct. And I don't know if you, you – again, you might have just been like, I just want to get this done. I, it's very possible because we <laughs> kind of split up. I was kind of hiking with Laura at that yeah. point and yeah. another guy, uh, Brett, and, from Nashville in – we were kind of going back and forth, and I was finally like just hiking on my own at that point, and Let me just, just like get this done. Just trying. Well, they they t- I couldn't keep up with them either. <laughs> they oh, were yeah. hauling. I, I, I mean, I, I suppose it would be something like if if that's all you went and did was to to hike Mount Whitney and yeah. come back down Whitney, right? Yeah. 
uh, you would probably remember a lot of that much yes. more. But when yeah. you've already got 15 days prior of, mm-hmm. of, and now you're, you're heightened on your like frustration level of every step. And so I would imagine it, you know, you just, it's hard to remember and I just had this in my Struggle mind. Bus factor yeah. It. Getting done and getting a burger and a beer. Yeah. And that's all yeah. I was thinking yeah. as I was, going, you know, like. <laughs> and how good that's, like a Coke or something. Oh, like man. how good that's going to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think one thing I'll share that's a funny comparable experience between, like, I mean, ultra distance running and or that type of activity, or the long distance hiking through hiking, climbing, is just how to suffer and how to kind of deal with it. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, we had probably three years ago. We've had a number of these that have turned into epics, and you don't intend them to. But we had one that we did in in the Sierras called Mount Emerson. It's technically a very easy climb. We had kind of weird weather, so we got up, and it wasn't supposed to storm, but it did. So we had to go back down. And we, but you couldn't come off and rappel it. You had to finish it. There was like a, oh. a point to point. So like you came up a certain way, you went down a different way. Oh, um, so we had to go down and like partway down and just sit and wait for this weather to pass and then go back up. We ended up on this ridge at 11 p.m. I mean, oh, the wow. best stars I've ever seen. Incredible. Oh. But so you you summit at midnight and then you come down and we didn't get back to our car until like 6 a.m. or something. I mean, it's ends up being just like a, a total suffer fest. And so, yeah, I remember walking back and like putting the pack down and literally sitting there and being like, you can go find the car. I, we walked around for 20 minutes, couldn't find the car. Oh, I was like, I don't, Yeah, I don't care if a bear eats me at this point. Like, it doesn't matter to me at all. I'm literally just going to lay here on the ground. Oh, my gosh. Oh, we did so, that after a marathon. Yeah. Yeah. I can't not the same. Doing not, it overnight. not the same. No. <laughs> yeah, how to suffer. And yeah. so, you know, I think that those are two things that are very much in common. I think that's a good comparison because yeah. when I when Lewis was first talking about this, I'm thinking like you're, you know, like you you did one marathon and yeah. you're going to do an ultra, but you have all this other experience which has a lot of suffering in it, and knowing how to suffer, I think, yeah. is huge for ultras. Yeah, like and turn it off, like just to deal with it, or mm-hmm. like when we I, we'll get to this later. But when we when I ran, uh, I had not done a lot of trail running, mm-hmm. and so I started realizing you trip sometimes when you trail run and like it kind of sucks you can like rip open a knee and then you're but you want to finish crack the run a, crack a rib <laughs> so i was on the the thing you're like well yeah i'm gonna save that for later but yeah you're like you're just like well i okay so my knee hurts and it was bleeding but i was gonna run 17 miles today and i'm gonna finish that and but there's a big difference of doing like you're climbing or through hikes and stuff like that. You can't just readily go to an aid station. You, you I mean, you really have to take care of yourself. You have to carry all that stuff. You're, sure. you're kind of on your own. Yeah. You, yeah. You, that's where I think when we talked and joked about like, how do you, how do you, like, what can you get away with, with training? I think there is an, a level of commitment with that. It's like, what am I going to climb and who am I climbing it with? And cause that's a huge part of it. And then, yeah, because I, I I would wager to say if you were if you were let's say uh, yeah. you were um, you came to me and you said hey Lewis yeah come with me and go out and climb this right you would you would train way harder through the roof to 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 carry me so to speak yes. versus if you were going out with your Correct. buddy who's already done this several times 
not to say that you would slack on training, but you wouldn't train to the same level. You, it, like the mental commitment of if you are the stronger climber and you are leading the trip is like, it's all on you. You need to know the route, the descent, the plan, everything. You need to know that your partner might have a moment or two and what are you going to do? <laughs> and, and, and they will. <laughs> yeah. And, and like to deal with that and like, uh, whether that's like they get sick from altitude, so you care more of their stuff or, uh, or whatever. Right. But I think that, and then, um, yeah, to your point, yeah, versus like you're going with somebody where they can carry an equal amount of the load. Like last summer when I climbed the Grand Teton, I did it with a buddy who's an incredible climber. And so uh, I had no stress. I was like, I know the route. He's going to know the route. It's going to be a ton of fun. It was a very easy route. Like it'll be a lot of fun. As long as we don't get bad weather, everything should be fine. And he's a safety first guy. I don't like to climb with people who want to take a ton of risk. So right. Well, that was just it. Like when we were... On our trip, yeah. we, we there was two rescues. One of them was oh, a crazy, guy, right? Yeah, and yeah. we were at a lake. We were camping at a lake, I think Evolution Lake, and there's a helicopter flying around in there. There's a huge traverse that goes around that. Yeah, the Evolution the, Traverse. Yeah, and a guy hiked in to bring somebody a resupply, uh-huh. and then he was just out messing around and hi- and hiking. I think he uh-huh. was a climber, okay. and then he grabbed onto a rock, and that rock moved and fell and he fell with a rock and it landed on it and broke his broke his leg oh, my oh my and they had to fly in and rescue him but i think about so you had to have carried you probably carry a, an emergency device i'm assuming to a then. spot or something like that mm-hmm. yeah like a trans the transceiver or transcend whatever they're called mm-hmm. yeah yeah no i mean i think that's it and you're you're just highly aware of like those things can happen and so like even with climbing on easy stuff um you can tell if a rock is is solid or if it's loose, like a big old flake, you know, like something that weighs 16,000 pounds or something, you're going to climb up it. And if you thump it and it sounds duck, 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 like it sounds solid, then it's it's strong versus if it resonates like tung, 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 mm. then like this is loose. I'm not going to climb on that. Stay away. Yeah. Oh my gosh. See, I don't know. I, I'd be so stressed. Oh, yeah. I, most I, of those I, routes are well-traveled. Most of them are well-established. But, man, I, I watch some of those climbing videos, and I see that. I, I see where uh, – and, uh, I mean, maybe it's dramatic effect or whatever, but you, yeah. they do show, like, where, a, um, like, a rock will give or something like oh, yeah. that in yeah. these videos. And you're, I'm just thinking, how does that not make you not want to go – on any rock when one can give so, like that. it's so worth The experience is so good. Oh, man. See, it's, that's the things that are starting to excite me. I don't, I don't know about the climbing part. You but would I love like, it. I like the yeah. the easy stuff sounds okay where I'm, I'm stretched. Able to be on two feet. Where I'm stretched <laughs> a little bit, but I don't, you know, like, because there's a couple passes that we went over that I was yeah. – Pretty nervous. Yeah, I, I wasn't shut was down. It, but it was it from a you're you're near like, the like ledge, near the edge, and yeah. you're like that's a long. If if I was off balance, that's a long fall. Uh, like it, there's no. You know how like with confidence of movement with things like it's so to, to to go to a climbing gym and to climb together a dozen times and to be like here's ways to move so that your body feels right. extremely secure and then um, and then most of the stuff that we do is easy. Like we're going outside climbing easy stuff. So when you see videos, you're on, making you're making your climbing training a ten, but you're only going out and doing a five six, a th- like a three, right? Yeah. And right. like when you see stuff that's produced, like the Alex Honnold documentary, Free Solo, or those types of things, those are those are very very hard climbs. Like those are five twelve, or he he soloed uh, El Cap in the valley, and it's a five thirteen D like like it is a remarkably hard climb for someone who's going to do it in four days and is going to do it without aid. 
and he soloed it with nothing. Like like nobody. That's w- crazy. It's and you and you see like the drone cam footage and stuff, and like that makes my hands sweat. I would never do oh, that. Climb. My goodness. So anyway, well, let's get into the 50k. Sure. Uh, basically, the 50k training because you you through the course you basically learned a ton, and some of it. Uh, I think it excited you and uh, made you just go, man, this is this is nuts what, what these guys are doing or what, not us, but necessarily, but people yeah. in general that are doing 50 miles, 100 Ks, 100 miles. Yeah. Uh, and you started to get a little bit of a taste of that yeah. with, with training for a 50 K. Um, but let's get into some of the big takeaways uh, that you, you like, uh, got out of that? Like, what are some things that jumped to mind that, that, uh, you learned or things that just come, come to mind with that? Well, I think, well, yeah, one of the first things that was interesting was talking to you about the plan. You recommended that book. It's the ultra marathon or the Hal corner one. The, oh, I don't remember so the I name. Forget. It's, it's good. You, you recommended it in those says like coroner's method for ultra distance or something. And so, um, I read it and the guy's got a plan in the back of the book and it's got you running six days a week or something. And, um, and so I started down that route and I got injured or was starting to get an injury. And I talked to you about it and you were like, yeah, I, I was like, how many hundreds have you run, you know, 12 or something. <laughs> and so 13, and I thought, okay, Lewis will definitely know. Um, I just said, Hey, I, like I'm noticing that these things are bugging me. And you asked me like two questions and we quickly realized, okay, your body probably does best with, Oh like yeah, four days a week or something. Yeah, and you gave me a suggestion. Looked at the spreadsheet and we're like, "Why don't you just get in four? But the thing that's really going to matter are the long back to backs, mm-hmm. and that's the critical thing. So if you can get in two decent runs and then a good back to back with like a twenty and a twelve or something like that, and I mean that was the foundation for the plan. Then I yeah, threw out the other one, changed it to that one, and that was a great tip. And that worked perfect for my body. I never had injury, but it, it does make a difference how much you're running anyway to try to get into a six day plan. And if you try to jump into that day one, you're gonna, it's, it's going to be rough. But yeah, if like you, you said you've run 17 of the last 18 days or something, like I've that's run amazing. like 16 or 17 days in a row, eight yeah. miles a day, seven to eight miles a day. That's incredible. Um, we did a 15 miler last week, but wow. it's just, but that's what I do all you're the time. That? Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah, I did that, um, for almost two years straight before. Wow. Wow. Until I, Got a back injury. <laughs> Otherwise, you'd probably still be going. I'd probably still be doing it because I don't know when to stop. But the book is Hal Corner. I just I just oh, quick thanks. pulled it up. Hal Corner's uh, Field Guide to Ultra Mar- Ultra Running. Yeah, it's got a sweet picture of him on like some alpine yeah. terrain on the front. It looks yeah. super cool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that is an interesting take because one of the things uh, you said was, "Man, it's got me running six days a week or something like that," or it wanted you to or something like that. That's what his plan does. Yeah. And I'm just like. The the thing that I immediately thought of was my wife. She she can't do those plans. She's got to have rest. And uh, yeah. especially, I mean, maybe someday she could, but you can't just jump into it. Like Mitch mm-hmm. said, you, you've got to train into those. Even, you know, there's no such thing as a couch to marathon or couch to 50K or any of that stuff. Because even these plans that you can do Hal Higdon's, you can do... Uh, Hanson's, you can do, you know, Jack Daniels has got a, I mean, all these people have a plan, but that's assuming that you're doing 
something. running on a regular basis. Yeah. You know, well, like I think to, there is, you know, it's funny because I think there is a couch to whatever distance, but that, that may take six months, a year. Right, right. It's not like a five week plan. Right. It's not like, Hey, I run, you know, three miles at a time and I've decided, I mean, people can do it if you're young, but you know, at my age, <laughs> you, yeah, not a lot. Yeah. You have to think about a little bit more. So Lewis, you got to start running again. I know. Uh, <laughs> so, so the, that was one of your takeaways. Um, yeah, that was one. There were just learning. I I would say this too, as a side to that. Yeah. There's no one plan fits all. Right. Like you have to. Yeah. You have to read your. You have to listen to your body. That's one of the. That's one of the biggest things I could I could say is, man, just because a training plan says this, you, you still have to listen to your body. It's funny. Your body's going to tell you. We talked about training plans yesterday on our run, and it was funny. Uh, Mark was asking about that, about um, what resting, what his resting or his zone one heart rate should be and how fast he should be running. Oh. Yeah. And we're talking about different plans, and he's trying to figure that out because he does, you know, how easy is easy enough? Because we've been spending a ton of time on that because we're running too hard on our easy days. Mm. And, and and I think that plays in to what you're talking about because you might be giving too much effort on a day that you shouldn't be giving hardly any effort. And it's hard to slow it down. And yeah, it is. Yeah. It it takes a it's really a mental block. Yeah. And um Rob just he talked about that. He's like, there's so many plans out there and everything's different for everybody. Yeah. But he basically said, you know, as far as that plan goes, you gotta marry her. Like you gotta if you choose something that you think is going to work you can't waffle on that you got to try to go yeah. towards that plan otherwise if you try to grab bits and pieces of all these different plans nothing's going to work oh yeah so you really have to, you do have to commit and some of those are so there's a lot of methodology behind them like i and mm-hmm. you talked about is it hansen's hansen's yeah, yeah. there's a lot i've read and lewis you suggested those books i read them yeah. and uh there's a lot of thought put into it mm-hmm. and so I mean, from a person who's a career runner. So, you know, it's like there's methodology behind it. Right. Yeah, I thought your suggestion there was was key. I mean, it was it was like, yeah, I, at this point, I do know my body. And I knew, like, yep, that sounds right. And I was more wondering, like, can I actually do this on that type of a schedule? And that so that schedule worked great. But also, one other thing real quick, it, yeah. the, the mental side of that for me was great, too. Like, knowing that I'm running four days a week. And so... I just, and with all those early starts and all that stuff, it was just not so mentally draining. Yeah, I'd agree with that. You know, for this, I look at it differently because like if I don't run, I'm going crazy. So to take a day off, it's like, oh my gosh, I know my body needs a rest, but I can see like that relief of saying, okay, I know I have a rest day. Right. I, I'm going to work. something else. Like I'm going to do something else mm-hmm. on that day. I'm going to work out hard. I can I can do this hard workout, and now I have a rest day. I can get through this. Sure. So I, I can see that mental side of it. Yeah, I, I think that any plan, um, I, I know for, for me, one of the things I have always looked forward to in a training plan is make sure I can fit it within my schedule, my work-life schedule. And for me, six, seven days a week just didn't work. Uh, so, right. and because I had ran... I mean, we, we talked about that briefly is like, all right, I've gotten through a marathon. I've gotten through a 50 miler. I've gotten through a hundred miler. I know what it takes now. Um, mm. and not that you want to, to like slack, it. but you know what it takes and you know, I, we I think everybody says this, how much running is mental. Yeah. 
And it really, truly is, is so much mental. If you've built up your mental capacity, I hate to, to say this, but you can give up a lot of the physical. Now, are you are you going to perform the same? No, you're not. You're never going mm-hmm. to be able to say, I, in my mind, want to run a three-hour marathon. So I'm just going to slack off and I'm going to mentally tell myself I can do it on race day. Well, you're not going to do it. But if you're like, you know, I just want to get through this next marathon and I have a busy life schedule ahead of me over the next six months. Mm -hmm. So, all right, I'm only going to run three days a week. And I've done that several times in in, Mm. through the years. Well, at the end of the day, too, we talked about this recently, too, is um, you're only going to run really like a couple good races a year. So if you're doing more than that, you, you have to lower your expectation and you have to treat it differently. True. That's 100%. Your A race... I've had some, you know, multiple races that have been really good in a row, like, and gone at them pretty good, but it really comes down to that. And then the same thing for that A race, if you're not doing the hard workouts, if you're not spending the time and doing repeats or doing some tempo runs, you're, you're kind of just, you're, you're really aiming just to finish anyway. There's no magic there. Like if. Yeah. I, I would say that I would add to that. You can have good results based on, like, I, 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 my fastest marathon, I was not training for a marathon. You were training for 100. I was training for 100. Mm-hmm. It just so happened to be that the mileage that I was doing, which was a lot of really long mileage, mm-hmm. uh, and, and some during the week, it's funny because, like, I was doing 10-milers that were speed work. But it was because I was doing 20 to 30 mile runs on the weekends. So those were short runs. Uh, so I, w- I was not training for that marathon, but it's like my fastest marathon distance time. Uh, and that was that was coming off like a really hard week the week before. So I think you, you, you can still have good results, unintended results from not not necessarily running for an A race. Uh, but yeah, I think that you're right. If you're, if you're not going to put in the work, it's, it's just a race, which is fine, right? It's yeah, fine. A, if, if that's what I you want to do, your A race can be not a PR, right? It can just be like, I want to get through this race super solid and have fun and enjoy myself. Right. And well, a that, lot of, a lot of my races are that way. Like yeah. I, I do this for fun. It's not always like people give me a hard time about, you know, you don't you want to qualify for Boston? Yes, I do. But what's more important to me is having fun. I do this because I'm having fun. When yeah, if you, you had to give up, if you had to give up like uh, ten other races that year, it might not be fun anymore. Right. And what's the point? Yeah, I like to travel. You know, like you talked about Yosemite, yeah, yeah. and I'm like, oh my gosh, I saw a di- you know somebody sent me a video on Yosemite recently, and I'm like, oh, I so want to go back. And and, so and you've gone beautiful. back multiple times. I, yeah. I think I could go there every year. Oh, it's it's delightful. The way it is. Well, it's funny. So just hearing you guys talk about that is like that's it. it. I feel like I learned another trick just hearing this because I also enjoy running races, but I I don't always want to try to make them the best race. Like I don't have to, like I love a half marathon. It's fun. It's easy to train for. Yeah. It's a fun, yeah, I feel like you did something. And, uh, but I don't always love the idea of, then I start to put pressure on myself of, let me get to the certain time. And then I don't enjoy the plan. And it's like, what? <laughs> then I don't want to do it. And yeah. so versus like 
it'd be fun to casually train up for this. And if I miss a run here or there, no big deal. And I do a lot of social runs. So for a while, when Lewis used to run, (laughs) I got to get that way. But I'd show up here early and we'd have just a fun run. And like that one day when the colors were changing, we're just, we're running easy, stopping and taking pictures of the trees. Like, I so love good. that. Stuff. That's so it, fun. It it is. And I, I, I really enjoy that. And that's not that's not a hard workout, but we're still doing something. Yeah. Yeah. It's so fun. And there's so many different ways to enjoy it. Like I think that we have nice seasons here and we get, you know, four you very different everything. ones. Yeah. 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 Even the snow and sleet. <laughs> you get to, yeah, you it get is, to suffer pretty, through the winter. Well the, yeah, the, a short winter run is fun. Yeah, it, it definitely is. It, especially man. Uh, when it's snowing, when it's actually snowing, yeah. uh, and there, and it's not, it's not as gray. Like if it's got sun behind, like the clouds, uh, and the, and it, there's, there's those certain temperatures where it's almost crystally. Yeah, the snow that is the that is one of my, if it, like to run in that is so enjoyable, so peaceful. There, there is, there are a few things as peaceful as it is. It is a hundred percent. And it doesn't matter where you're running. I've, I've been running that on a main road, but because of being in that environment, it, the road is gone. You're, you're just, it is so incredible when we do have sun. Yeah. And And we do not have a ton of it. You know, like your, your climb, at 11 o'clock at night and talking about the stars in sure, Yosemite. Sure, That's what I noticed, too, at night. Like, the sky is so clear there. Like, you can see every star. Oh, it's ridiculous. It's it, incredible. It, it's amazing. So and I, we don't get a lot of days like that here. Though. I think that's the thing, is if you go and do one of those things and you realize the barrier to climbing the easy stuff is not that high and the experience is so good uh, yeah. and it's so unique and so rewarding and you already have probably one of the hardest things you need, which is you know you can struggle through something hard. Like you'll yeah. get through that part of it. I think that's the harder part. So I'm trying to convince, uh, this is not, you know, a, a climb, but I'm trying to convince Lewis, yeah. maybe 2024 yeah. Grand Canyon across and back. It, w- it, it would what, be fun. How, how long is that? It's uh, 48 miles. Eight? I saw, I saw a documentary or two on that and it looks so good. Like super I, enjoyable. People do rim to rim a lot. I've done rim to rim and rim to rim to rim. You've done them both. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. But the rim to rim to rim is the one that is it's tough. Yeah. Because it's limited on time. Unless you're Jim Walmsley. You can only <laughs> you like you want to go early spring or late fall. No, I mean just the the time it takes you to get yeah. rim to rim to rim for a lot of people is that's hard. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'd say for the vast majority of people, that's hard. Unless you're an elite level runner right. who, I don't know what Jim's time is, like six hours or something. Yeah, he's got stupid. the fastest time. Uh, that's Which ridiculous. is crazy. That's incredible. I, I don't know. That that could be way wrong, but it's 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 fast. It's, I think it's just under six. Under six? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that is, that's insane. But for the vast majority, the other 95% or whatever. I think a decent runner can do it in 10 to 12 hours. Okay. Pretty, yeah. But there's okay. a lot of elevation change. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're going to the bottom of the canyon, back up, back down to the bottom of the canyon, and then back up again. And, and there's no aid stations. you got to fill your own water. What is the elevation food. change? We are way off subjects yeah, thousands here. Thousands of feet, I think. Oh, it, it's got to be, yeah. It's, um, it's quite it's stark. South rim is 7,000 feet. North rim is 8. And it's 2,000 foot at the 
floor. <laughs> You're going down four to five thousand feet then, and back well, up, and back down, and back up. Oh, I got you, got you. Okay, that's a four to five k game. I mean, that's a lot. In that's one lot. way, in one way. Yeah, and you have to do it twice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then even the downs, like you're running down pretty hard in some of that, and there's some some sketchy areas where you got to yeah. slow down. Do a you get bit. sick of the downhill? No, I wouldn't say that. No, I know there's times it's switchback, so it's not bad. I know there's times in a hundred miler where the downhill is. Well, I, pissing me off because <laughs> because your legs, you just you don't want your feet hurt. So like, uh, you're sick you should, of it. Run Pikes Peak Marathon, so you climb the first half. Oh, and then so on the way down, you do get sick that, of that. You do. You start. You start. The back walk. half is all down. It's all yeah, down because you run up to the top. <laughs> and so down and back yeah, down. but then you find yourself on the. There's some flats on the way down, and you walk on them because you're just like my legs are trash. You're appreciating just being on a flat. Yeah, because <laughs> you're thinking I should run this because it's easy running yeah. to a point, but your legs yeah. are trashed. It's like in 100 where you find a flat and you're like, oh, this is so peaceful. You, you should be running it, but you just want to enjoy just not going up, not going down, not having to dodge roots. Or, or, there's certain sections of like Woodstock that are like that, the the railroad, what well, used to be the railroad, the old uh, railroad, railroad grade, section, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Where you, everybody should be running that. But I walked that too. Oh my gosh, yeah. But let's get into more of your training, Jack, real quick. Yeah, yeah um, sure. So what are what are some other like takeaways that jump out uh, in that process? Yeah, there's a couple other. I mean, you gave some good tips. You said there was something else you said like you don't go out for six or eight without water, and I, I you know I asked you like, well, that's interesting. Why I wouldn't usually take it until ten or twelve, and you're like, well, why not? And it's so easy. And I thought like that's so interesting. So I made that switch. Um, uh, what? Yeah, else? I think I think the. Part of part of that is for me has always been uh, just to kind of tag onto that is sure I if if I'm training for anything that's going to require me to carry something I want to train a lot of my training doing just mm-hmm. that because number one I can sort out hey this doesn't feel quite right, right. so maybe I should look into that right and maybe it's uh, why why do I have to wait until it's a a ten or or plus miler to figure those out I can I can test all those out in the short ones too, because then I can test out like, Hey, this hasn't been feeling right. I'm going to tweak it for this six miler. Right. Because I'd rather say, well, that didn't work on a six miler than have be running uh, a 20 or or 18 and go, well, this isn't working. (laughs) At the end of the day, you should probably be drinking in a six miler. Yeah. And Especially then, in the summer, and then te- uh, yeah, and then teaching yourself to drink early when you're yeah, actually in the true race too. Yeah, so it does matter. And I yeah. agree, I agree with the yeah. I think I found I waited so long to get a backpack to run with, and then when I had it, I thought this is awesome. I actually like running with this thing, and um, and then I started using it on all the runs to the point you said like it's actually it's just easier to drink, and uh, and it makes me more used to it. Like it was the setup. And you were just used to it. Mm-hmm. Another random one, I for me that it was training in the summer, and so it it just is hot, and I sweat a lot. So I started wearing a hat. I mean, that sounds so silly, but like that was great. Makes a I difference. I always wear a hat. Yeah, it's so nice. It keeps the sweat out of your eyes. I don't run well with sunglasses. I tried it. Just could, you know, tried the running sunglasses. I didn't like them. So. I sweat too much. That same. But I can't it chokes see off my eyes. Yeah. And, Feels yeah. uncomfortable, and it just it's it's another barrier between you and the sun. I mean, when you're training in the in the sun in the summer, 
in Michigan anyway, a lot of other places they get more sun, but just protecting yourself from... Well, I don't have as much hair as I used to have, so I, I, <laughs> yeah. do, I do try to cover my head. <laughs> yeah, Same. with the hat. I mean, here's... An, so I would get up and I would go... There's a place near us called Riley Trails, and I'd run a lot of the morning trail runs there. And so it'd be buggy. So I would get up and I would put on bug spray and, you know, run with that. I had to kind of figure out food that I could eat. And I think when I actually ran the 50K, I got sick of the food. So I didn't eat anything the last 12 miles. And yeah, that's uh, right. I have the same thing. Like a lot of stuff doesn't sit in my stomach very well. So I still need to figure that like, out. Like what is, like what do I prefer? Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, let's let's jump, unless you had yeah. something else. One, one last one. Yeah. I think just, uh, I, I gathered an appreciation. When the distance got above 18 to 20 and you're running those regularly, um, of just even if I was feeling good early to not get caught up in the moment, you know, cause then later I would pay for it. It'd be like, I'd get past 18 miles and I'd be like, oh, I have six more miles to go and I feel terrible. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't even, I can't even count how many times I've, I've started a 20 plus mile or 18 plus mile. You feel good, right? And, you're, and then you're six miles in, you're like, man, I, I might go 26 <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> and then you get to 18 and you're like, I might I, stop I'm, now. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah, yeah. Totally. So let's jump into the, uh, like uh, we under, I think that we've kind of discussed the, the why, like you're like, I am done. Life is busy. I'm just going to go knock this out. Sure. Part. But let's jump into the 50K. Okay. How'd it go? It better than I thought. Um, I uh, picked out a route, and um, I think all the training parts and pieces fit well with it. Like, I felt physically like I could do it. Mentally, I felt like I could do it. Yeah, because you were already running 50 miles a week. 50 miles a week, and your long runs were... 20 to 22. Okay. Yeah. I would, and then I would back to back that with like a 12. Yeah. So, uh, and I was, what I, this was amazing. The back to backs, it would actually help my legs recover faster. I would feel better doing that because I'd never done that before than I would not doing it. So, um, that all went well. And then, um, I thought it went smooth. Like I picked out a 13 mile loop. I ran that and then I, did another like a nine, a nine and a half mile loop somewhere else, and then a seven and a half. Um, I think I forget what it may not add up perfectly, but um, but anyway. So I, I I did it. I mapped it out and found like okay, this is the exact. The loops distance. were bringing you back to home, back to a place where you parked a car, or, or... yeah, I parked a car. Okay, um, so you had set up these loops in order to refill uh, nutrition, water, that kind of a thing. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I made, I wrote it out in a spreadsheet. Like, and then did you, did you, I like spreadsheets. Did you do, and you did a bunch of it on the road. Well, not on the road, but on asphalt versus, uh, I did. Yeah. I mean, I say, I'm looking at it right now. So I did a 14.3 mile loop. Uh, I parked my car at this place with a trail. Yep. And I ran a 14.3 mile loop on the road on the, uh, Bike trail, bike path, bike path. Have, yep, yeah, right. And after that, I reloaded my water. I had stuff with me, so and I used. An and elect- at this point, so you, so you, so let's break yeah. this down a little bit. So you did the fourteen mile loop, whatever fourteen point whatever, but uh-huh. fourteen mile loop. Yep. How are you feeling? Great. Okay, so you're halfway, just just under halfway through. Felt awesome. Feeling great. Got back to the car. You're still on a high. 
Yeah, yeah. I get to the car and I'm like, okay, I'm feeling fine. I'm feeling good. Got a ways to go yet. And so I'm definitely not over the halfway point. And I know from some of the past experiences of like suffering can kick in whenever. So yeah. I'm just not celebrating the win at all. Just like, <laughs> yeah. let's just move to the next leg. Let's and you're going into a what mile loop? Nine. A nine mile and this loop. This was trail. Trail, okay. So the bike paths at Riley in Riley Woods um, are like four and a half miles to run at once. And so I ran it one way and I ran it the other way and that was nine. So, uh, that one, I forget what, so by that point I'm close to a marathon or like 23, 24 miles. Yep. And I thought, man, my goal for this section is not to fall. If I can get through this and not trip, that'd be great. The Riley trail section. Oh yeah. So I'm on like mile 8.8 of the nine mile loop. Oh my God. And literally caught the route. Rip the knee open. Oh. <laughs> like, I was so pissed. <laughs> I was like, Riley Trail is pretty tame for the most part. There's a couple, a unless couple you're 23 rooms. miles in. Right. <laughs> well, like, that's yeah. a, there's a little section when you come around one and it's Rudy. And I know that yeah. I've run, I ran so many miles there training. So I know the trails really well. But yeah, I was so pissed because I was like, damn it. My, now my, my stupid knee hurts. <laughs> it was bleeding and all, you know, it just, it's the full experience. So, uh, anyway, I mean, but I feel like uh, that's fine. That's par for the course. So I got back to the car and I felt like I was a little smoked, but again, I topped off the water and I think that was the point where I was super sick of my food. Okay. And what so, were you, what were you eating? I had gels. Ooh, uh, those make me gag. <laughs> I am. I tell you what, man. I, yeah. The thought of eating another one of those to this day, I'm like, I don't know if I can do it. I try to eat one of those and I start dry heaving right away. It was disgusting. It's so bad. I, I had these like cliff ones and then something else. And I'd found some flavors that I liked, but that was one surprise that showed up was 24 miles in. The consistency, though, is rough. Awful. I, yeah. I literally like squeezed it in. I knew I needed to eat. So I squeeze one in and just try to swallow it. Like not, you know, just yeah. get it in. Don't and, like, you oh. just swallow it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I, at that point, I thought like, okay, my knee hurts. It, like it legit hurt. It was probably a worse fall than I'd had. So um, it was bugging me. And I thought, you have seven and a half miles to go or something like that. And you were just going to have to grind it out. And so, uh, and it was another loop. And I ran that loop. And um, and this is back on asphalt. On asphalt. And I had, I waited to do anything. Like I didn't do any of my training runs with music or any of that stuff. Um so I took headphones and I put them in my bag and I thought I'm going to give myself this at the last loop. So I listened to music for the last seven miles and that was, okay. that was nice. Um, so yeah, I just ran, ran that loop. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I, like the last two miles, my knee was really, really hurting. Like I was in, uh, I think I definitely injured it because of the, the next two weeks, I was just off, like something was wrong with it. And so, but yeah, finished, got back to the car. Um, it was so weird because it's like, there's no circumstance to it. There's no finish line. No, nobody yeah. was there to cheer you on. Like, I mean, hey, my, great job. My kids knew that I was doing it. My wife did. So I got home and they had made like a little card, like, congrats, daddy. You know? Yeah. That's cool. even, I remember they, you sent a They picture. didn't show up at the finish line. Man. They had it. It was like a Thursday or something. I don't know what it was, a Friday. Yeah. But you, you, you had texted me. Uh, I didn't tell you I was going to do it. No, I said I might. It was do after. It. It I was texted after. you after and yeah. was like, "It done." <laughs> well, and you sent me a picture or something of the card or, or some the the congratulations yeah. or whatever. It bought and, me some donuts, and then uh, 
uh, a screenshot of the the 50k route, uh, and yeah, and that was really cool. I was I was super excited for you. I know you you yeah we had ran prior and you had you had uh, mentioned like man I don't know if I'm gonna get to I was the end of this. You about church. And, yeah. It was, you just want to get it done. It was. It just took so much time in the schedule, and it was like I don't. You may or may not remember this, but that that recording at church was literally in the same week or two of it. Oh, that you did the. It was. 50K. There was so many things. Yeah. It was just a peak busy. Probably the busiest I have felt in the last two years with yeah. everything else. And you're sleeping five six hours most nights. And well, just like and let's face it, like the the fifty k is not a. There's nothing significant about it, right? It's just a race. Yeah. So there's nothing like, man, I really got to, I really have to get this done for my family or I really have to, you know, there's nothing oh, to it's it. A luxury. You know, it's, it's absolutely yeah. Yeah. 100% extra. Yeah. So those are one of those, it is one of those things where you can just go, it's important, but it's really not, you know? And so you don't, yeah. It, well, and also too, it wasn't like, it was, I think if it had it been a, a race that was more significant, that's like you guys training for some of the like Western states or something a like big that. One or, yeah, you want to go do the event. You. What I have found though is like I don't mind like a lot. There's the local races. Like I don't, yeah. I don't look at them the same as if I'm traveling. Right. It depends. Like the same old ones. Like the, I, I'd love to run certain ones, and I really look forward to those. But to pick something out in the middle of the state to say, "Hey, I'm doing this just to get the distance in." I don't get as excited about that anymore. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, that's what I, I think I realized that as well along mm-hmm. the way because I thought, you know, I, what I wanted was something to train for. And then I wanted a sense of accomplishment of having done it. Mm-hmm. And so um, I just realized that. And I don't really care about the, I don't know, like any of the um, swag, the metal. Right. The... Yeah. It just doesn't matter to me. Yep. So, um, so I was more like, for myself, I will know that I've done this. And um, and that was what I wanted to do, was set a goal and accomplish it. And yeah. so, um, so yeah, it was, and, it, and it felt good to finish it. Man, I have gone into lazy running since. <laughs> is, is it as bad as Lewis? Have you run <laughs> the last, not that bad. Have you run in the last six weeks? I, I, I'm not in. I've, I'm not in as bad of a rut maybe as Lewis. <laughs> Lewis deserves a break. It's okay. Yeah, <laughs> he runs eleven hundreds yeah. in five years or something. Whatever it is, but yeah, yeah. I'm fine with where I'm at. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I'm but like I, three miles. And it's amazing how fast you can get back to like six miles seems longer. <laughs> I've run three miles and four miles. That's about it. But for those the last can month. feel really good after a long training so cycle. Easy. You so just go nice. out and knock out three or four miles. You're like, I don't know when the last time I've done just three. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, well, yeah. you're constantly, you are always in marathon mode. Pretty much. But I don't have anything on the schedule right now. But you know you're you're going to be running a marathon i want to figure out and you you are you are the type uh, i don't mean to say that in a negative way i'm just saying like your your mentality is if something popped up next week and now this is a little different here because you burned a lot of your vacation Mm -hmm. but i know the typical year you're like oh hey so-and-so or there's an opening to go pace whatever marathon I, I have some extra miles uh, that I can fly for free. I'm going to go. Yeah. So for you, you've kind of always you always have a, a marathon in your back pocket. I, I and this year has been weird. Like I haven't like mm. 
we talked about doing something over Thanksgiving, and I ended up not doing it because Caden was home. But yep. um, and I had COVID the week before, so right. <laughs> there's no either. Yeah. So did you? But you also too was a big year because you took that trip. That that was my major thing. Yeah, that was, yeah. my, that was a bucket list hike, and I I, I want to do it again. <laughs> well, you I remember listening to some episodes leading up to that, and you saying that you wanted to make sure that you felt good. Like I just yeah. don't want to take any risk. I don't want an injury. Yeah, right. You know? Yeah, we actually avoided trail runs because mm-hmm. you want to make sure no tripping, no, yeah. but you know, yeah. hurting the knee, that kind of a yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, ruin the trip, breaking ribs or anything. <laughs> totally. Well, cool. Any any other major takeaways from that from from the lead up the or or anything having done it? Is there anything that you would do differently, or is there anything that you're looking forward to? Uh, yeah, lots of stuff. Um, let's see. What would I do differently? I mean, there's lots of things that I learned that I would just implement earlier or differently. Yeah. Um, I think I've I know this now. I need I need to remember this. I think my body can ramp faster than I than I think. And I can be a little too type A with a training plan. Like if oh, I went back okay. and looked at it, it's like you probably I could have cut some of those weeks out and gotten there a little quicker and been just fine. Because um, that the monotony of the like fifty mile week, fifty mile week, fifty mile week during the busy season um, was starting to mentally be way more defeating than uh, uh, it's different. It's it's different for me. Like I've been running sixty mile weeks lately, and I'm like finally back to 60 mile weeks i'm all excited about that but yeah i know it's different it like does if feel you good have to do that though so many other things going on but that's like that's my social time like i see a lot of people in those 60 miles when you yeah. pump out 40 miles in the five days of the week that's a big yeah i was doing it in four days yeah 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 for and sure it was i don't in, disagree yeah. it was i would run monday wednesday thursday friday so Monday and Wednesday would be like eight to ten miles, and then Thursday would be like twenty to twenty-two, and then Friday would be twelve, and I would not run on the weekend because again, Family like our, time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, our kids get up at six or seven, and it's like I, I just I don't, my wife is with the kids all day, yeah, uh, and we just yeah we have a good balance with that area of life right now, yep. so I just didn't want to disrupt that. Yeah, it's really cool that you were able to do that, like. Yeah, maintain a balance, and it wasn't too stressful. Like even air, though air quotes balance, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sleep got the <laughs> that was the thing. But I think I would I would enjoy doing it again, and would enjoy just being way more thoughtful about like my wife is good at this, and I'm not. Like, what does the next six months look like, and does this really fit? Because I can be like, that sounds awesome. Oh, it won't be that bad. Oh, just sign up for it and do it, and then uh-huh. and then yeah. I'll and I'll do it. And so, but. It might cause some. Then you get strain. into it, and you're like, "Oh, this is what." Yeah, I had yeah. I thought more about what this would actually be feel like. This probably sucks, and so that would be good. I, it's hard for me to imagine the distances that you guys do. To be honest, like a fifty miler or a hundred miler, and the excited side of me sees it and wants to do it, and and you know thinks it would be a very cool experience. Um, I don't know how. What drives me <sighs> is de- the destination races like that gets me excited really it, 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 yeah it can be a little bit expensive I, I that's a downside but if i can go somewhere that i haven't been and run a race that's the best way to see that area for me like when you said the rim to rim to rim like that sounds so cool and i would definitely train for that because mm-hmm. i've seen enough videos of it and i know like being outside and getting those types of landscapes gets me motivated oh my gosh so yeah like that yeah 
I would be more excited to do that. I don't know what the distance is, but yeah. versus like to go clock 50 miles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know? right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Those are some things. Um, I what, kinda, what is on your radar? Race-wise? Anything? Yeah. I'd like to do... Distance, race, whatever. Yeah, I'd like to do a half... I, your version of marathon in the back pocket, I always kind of had a half, like I would run 20 to 30 miles a week for a while. And that, you know, anytime you want to go do a half, it's no big deal. Yeah. Um, stuff like that, but I don't have anything. No. Picked I, what about, a, what about a hike or a, a, yeah, that, a climb? Yes. So there, do you have something? Oh yeah. Like this summer, I'm going to go back to the grand. I got to figure out if I can get somebody to go with me. This is the thing. You got to start recruiting people and get, I need a partner. Yeah. So I don't, I don't have climbing equipment, but I have all the backpacking stuff. So if it, backpacking, I am, I am all in. I, I want to do more of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like one of the routes up the grand is four pitches of five, two. It's a joke. Like it is. That's easy. The easiest climbing ever. It is like hilarious. You say that and I'm like, I don't know what that means yet. <laughs> oh, it's, it's <laughs> it, like we did it last summer. Probably one of the easiest climbs I've ever done. And that takes you up to what level? What, what elevation? 14,000 and change. Okay. You're at the top of the Grand Teton. So, uh, okay. uh, there's a kind of a crazy free hanging rappel to come down. That's a little scary, but yeah, no good for me. <laughs> I'm out. But you can put, you can put a lock on the rope to make that really slow. That doesn't make me feel better. <laughs> That's not getting you. That sounds horrible. Not, you can't just walk uh, back down. Uh, no, you have to rappel. Yeah. Can uh, I, uh, yeah. somebody give me a ride? How yeah. uh, man, we could, that's that's a route. But those types of things, like I want to go do that. So I my elbows are all jacked up with tendonitis from years of climbing, and so I'm finally in physical therapy, getting those fixed. Oh. and I am gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go this summer and do that, and maybe something else. Cool. That's that's exciting. Yeah. So running to get in shape for that, probably. Gotcha. Mm. Well, this this has been fun, and it definitely went like different. Sure. Like avenues and i was necessarily thinking it was a lot of climbing talk which was fun i know i, and I was more ex- i was more excited about that because that's the yeah the area that, that kind of adventure is what i'm more excited about and getting into yeah like a now, lot more yeah. yeah now i will add like you you mentioned something uh i don't remember what made me think of it but just there there to me the hunter miler there is something different about that grind mm. of getting that done Mm-hmm. Like getting through the night, get, there's there are so many low points you hit. Like it's just something different. See where I'm at on any that, other race. I, I'd agree. I just don't know if I can physically do another hundred or not with my back the way it is. So I, you know, getting up to sixty miles, I'm pretty excited that I'm relatively yeah. like I don't feel stuff in my back. I'm I'm okay. But to try to take it to that next level to to train for a hundred, I don't know if I can do it. No, I, and you've done one. I, I've done I'm one. speaking. I'm speaking to those that haven't, but have an interest in those kinds of things. To go, that experience is it something is. that you you can't experience. Uh, well, you you don't know. I mean, you. Yeah, it's hard to explain it unless you've yeah. done it. I, I'd exactly. say that because the yeah. highs and lows. Because if you want to talk about suffering. You're yes. gonna suffer, and I, a lot of people would say that would scare them away. But it is such a personal growth experience yeah. that you can't do unless you actually. And if anybody walk has it. like, and that's where I just think of anybody that has any interest in going ultra distance to to really find a, a new level or a new place in your mind and uh, just a, a different place. Man, pushing yourself, training properly, and doing all that, uh, 
and and attempting and doing a 100 miler, man, you'll find just a completely different self. Yeah, in yeah. doing even it. in training, All even in training, leading yeah. out the whole experience. Yeah, yeah. I think I would I would have interest in that, and I wonder about at a stage of life where my kids are older, maybe. Yeah, mm-hmm. where it's like because the time. If I, it was like, if I had pre kids, I would be psyched. Like, well, why, the thing like, it is, it? like, what you trained for your 50K, yeah, you could, it's it's, you don't different. have to tr- tr- change much to train for a 100 miler. Like, how much more miles do you have to do, though? Nah, nah. you like, would not, do not the Lewis training plan who's done 11 that no, I can but do. Like, go if do you're it. doing 20, <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, you I want to probably, fin- like probably 50K. Yeah. I would do some. Definitely do some some fifty k's or thirties followed by fifteens to twenties. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In that in that okay. cycle, but you might throw in a fifty mile uh, race in that just as a lead in to the hundred. But I, I physically, I think a, a lot of people can do a hundred mile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's mentally. Yeah. If you look at it, the cutoffs are very generous. You just yeah. have to keep moving. To, to, to do a 100-miler, a lot of 100-milers in the 30 hours you can't that most out, of them give you. You can't hang out in aid stations. You have to get through the aid stations and keep moving. That's that's key. And, and that's all you have to do yeah. is keep moving. Just keep so moving. So I think it's it's a, it's attainable by a, a lot of people. Like I yeah. mean, if you, can, if you can do a marathon in six hours— you can well. I mean, that doesn't quite add up. But if you can do it in five, yeah, that adds up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the fifty k was like six hours or five and a half hours. I mean, there you go. So, yeah, yeah. you just have to be able to maintain that and grind. Mm-hmm. It, it is it is a grind, and that's that's where just like if you want to push yourself and find a new place that you've never experienced, like that's that's a place to go. But I like how you're uh, leading in this way. Yeah, I enjoy that. Yeah. It's on the maybe list. I, I think it, uh, later in life I would do it. At yeah, the ages it's of definitely, my kids. It's, a co- it's definitely a commitment. There's there's no doubt there. Yeah. And and it's a whole new level of support. Like you oh, you don't yeah. need it. You can get through races with, with no support. You can just use the race like as intended, like use their aid stations and use, you know, um I but it's it's harder yet. Like whereas if you have uh, friends and family there to help support you through whatever areas yeah. it, it will help get you through. But uh, anyway, uh, any any final uh, or last takeaways or comments, thoughts? No, I mean I would say I'm I'm really enjoying what I like a lot about your guys's podcast. What I'm really enjoying about it is that it's folks I can relate to. So because uh, I listen to it and it's inspiring and it's interesting and. Um, and so I, yeah, it's, it's fun to listen to elite people do elite things. That's, you know, yeah, it's fun, yeah. but you just like, I know I'm never going to be an elite climber, definitely never going to be an elite runner. So, um, yeah, no, cool. I just really enjoy yeah, it. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. 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 Cool. Super cool. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us. This yeah, has been thanks, fun guys. and, yeah. uh, looking forward to your next adventure and, and a return maybe to talk about it. That would be, that would be cool. Especially yeah. like uh, another climb that that yeah. was a really interesting piece of the conversation. Yeah, that I, I love that stuff. Didn't I, think we I, would necessarily go down, but it was a lot of fun to y- talk about. You have my wheels turning of thinking like, what is something that's doesn't have a rappel that is, yeah, uh, you know, that is. Because I think the rappelling piece would would uh, 
eliminate a lot of people that just have that fear of heights. Like it's we, that is different. I've repelled before, and but but there's is, a you can put a lock on the rope that like literally prevents it from moving. But I think so. it's more the getting people to trust that rope. Oh, yeah. Like it doesn't matter. You can say that it'll hold a car. You still have to tr- be able to trust the rope. You know what I mean? I do, but that's I, hard. I, it's literally like a mechanism that wraps around that won't go through the belay device. So like if you let go, it just doesn't move. They like still you have, have to you trust have to the like, rope. Yeah. Like it's yeah. it's just it is a hard concept. I'm out. <laughs> See. <laughs> and I think a lot of people are like that. It's just like, sorry, if you're if you're asking me to trust that this this uh what uh like three eighths inch like, round yeah, ten millimeter rope, rope. Yeah, yeah, is gonna hold me. I, I, it's a lot of people can't do that. But anyway, uh, cool. I, yeah, I think the the <laughs> repelling piece would would steer a lot of people away. Whereas I don't know. I I think I could get to it again. I don't know. It's been years, a lot of years. But um, anyway, well, hey, thanks, Jack, for joining yeah, us. Thank this you has guys. been a lot of fun. Uh, with that, I think we're gonna wrap up this week's episode of the I Don't Know Running podcast. Uh, be sure to check us out on Facebook and, and send us an email at I don't know running at gmail.com. And with that, be sure to tune in next time where we share more about what we just don't know. Until then, happy running. Happy running.